Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. It's a snowy day in Cleveland, which is not what we're looking for in the middle of freaking March, but whatever. Um, there's the weather. Now we've got to get to the news. And I wish we could talk about something other than Russia and Ukraine. But obviously that's dominating the world's attention right now uh, for good reason. And it's getting really fucking messy. I mean, really messy. I mean, as soon as they breached the border into Ukraine, it was messy. But yeah, you're right. It, it's, I mean, we're talking about atrocities. We're talking about, you know, they bombed a children's hospital um they you know they've had they were supposed to be multiple ceasefires so civilians could evacuate and the russians ignored them and continued you know firing and, and shelling cities uh Maripol is one of the places where um you know they were supposed to let civilians out right. and you know russia came back with well i mean if they want to come to russia they're more than welcome here and ukrainians are like no hard pass um you know and and here's the issue for putin He's already lost, right? I mean, he's, and, and what I mean by that is the Russian economy is crushed. Okay. Sure. It, it is crushed, and it's not going to bounce back overnight. Um, if he stops today, they're probably, it's probably a year or more before their economy gets, you know, back to where, I mean, he, he essentially wiped out the last 10 to 15 years of economic gain that Russia's had. Um, with this decision, and every day that he digs in and continues to put um, and continues to push um, into Ukraine, he's he's only doing more damage because the sanctions. Even if he stops today, there's no guarantee that the sanctions actually are lifted. Um, so he's he's doing, you know, nearly irreparable harm to his own country, to his own people, um, all for this war um, that there was no need for. You know, um, right. you know, and, and there's there's a little bit of blame to go, uh, you know, on the U.S. side simply because, you know, I think I referenced this last week. But, you know, we we put Ukraine in a really bad situation by, you know, sort of essentially encouraging them to, you know, look for partner, uh, um, you know, acceptance into NATO. Right. Um, but, you know, having reservations and not being willing to actually, you know, make the move. And so, you know, Ukraine is, is you know, developing and, and they're becoming more independent and their, you know, their economy is developing and, and they're getting rid of, of the, the um, uh, corruption that right. was in their system and, and they're really starting to become a thriving, independent, sovereign nation. Um, and so they're also thinking that at some point in time they're going to get into NATO and NATO is going to have their back. So they have no problem saying, screw you, Putin, we're going to kick out all your people and we're going to do this whole thing. Um, you know, our way, which is, listen, that's the right, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, they, and they, they should say we're going to do it our way, but they're doing part of the reason why they were doing that is because they figured at some point in time, sooner than later, they would have the support of NATO. Um, and I think that in reality, the, the, the direction they should have gone was to push Ukraine to be, look, be a strong independent nation. Right, you joining NATO only causes more problems because it, it, you know, it makes Putin uncomfortable and irrational, right? And I think that you know enough about we know enough about Putin to realize that 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 you know th this was something that would bother him. I'm not saying that you cater to him, but the problem is is that if Putin does go off, then your country essentially gets leveled, and that's that's exactly what we're seeing now. Listen, hindsight is 2020, but I think. The U.S. back in 95, 96, early 2000s, either sort of said, you're in or you're out, right? And if you're in, get them in. And if they're out, then, you know, make it, you know, don't put a, if no, maybe, just say, you're out, you know? Um, and, and, and then probably, maybe you avoid this. Now, maybe, right? Because I, I, it's, I, Putin, especially now, I'm not trying to get in his head, but I mean, just, you know, who knows? You know, something we talked about, I think we talked about it after we started recording last week, but I've been hearing a lot about it now uh, in, in mainstream media, that Putin um, has been 
getting rich off of military contracts and other oligarchs getting rich off military contracts. And they may or may not be doing what they're saying they're going to do. And the Russian military might, you know, we, I think I assume that the Russian military was, you know, in great shape. Maybe it's not. No, it's not. I mean, like one, like it's, it's it, you know, I think one, they underestimated the res the resilience of the Ukrainian Certainly people. Certainly that. Right? I mean, now mind you, these people are fending them off with AK-47s and Molotov cocktails. Now, right. yes, they have Stinger missiles and things like that, but, I mean, the, the Ukrainian, I mean, the Russians came in and basically took out the Ukrainian Air Force for the most part, right? That was one of the first things they did. That's Military Strategy 101. Um, so, they... they you know, but besides that smart move, everything else has been way harder than they anticipated, way harder than it should have been, even though they've got the numbers. And if they continue this for, you know, for the next how who knows how long the Ukrainian people can last. I think no one expected them to last, you know, the last 15 days. Um, and they have. And so um, who knows how much longer they can last. But. The issue is, is that the Russian forces are taking losses. They're, they're, you know, I mean, I've heard all sorts of numbers about the number of deaths. I've heard 6,000 so, Russian soldiers dead and two generals. Right. I mean, and so I think the two generals are accurate. I mean, in terms of the actual number, I don't even want to get into that just because it's hard to figure out what the actual number is. The Russians aren't going to be honest about it. And frankly, I don't know if I really trust any of the media outlets to know right. it and report it accurately. So um, with that being said, though, like, it, that's how... Putin is lost, right? Because, you know, he's got, because of this, he sort of fortified NATO and fortified the, the European community to say, we're not going to take this, even though they're not stepping in with actual force on force, the economic sanctions are brutal. And then you have the fact that his army has not been able to make the sort of headway that was anticipated. He's taking actual losses and He's got to, at some point, he, like, and he's not explaining it to his people, right? The people are like, hey, we really don't want this war. We kind of, things, were, things weren't great, but they were going okay. Now they're awful. Why don't you go ahead and stop? And then he's already arrested like 3,000 people, right, right, for protesting the war. And we talked about him, you know, arresting the old lady last week. Um, and so, you know, how long does he have the support of his people? It sounds like he, you know, he, he really didn't have it to begin with. And their faith in him is probably wavering and you know, as these sanctions really start to sink in, which I think they already start have since the ruble's worth less than a dollar, uh, less than a penny. Yeah, I was going to say, way less yeah, than a Yeah, less than a penny. Um, you know, how long are his people really going to support him before they really start to push back against him and things get violent in Russia? Um, you know, there, there's there's no, every every day that he drags this out, it only gets worse for him. And if there is any sort of negotiation to ha that would that were to happen that would appease him, like the offer he's going to get is it's going to get it's going to get worse and worse and worse, smaller and smaller and smaller, to the point where it's just like fuck it, we're just going to take you out, you know? Well, I who yeah, I I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I don't either. And I got to imagine that he's got an inner circle that is is you know pushed all in, and they know that at this point they can't back out either. But there's pro there's got to be people in Russia, hopefully in their military, hopefully their senior military leaders, who are like, for, me, for him to do the patriotic thing on Russia's behalf is to disobey Putin, maybe, and I know, and by disobey, I mean refuse to advance, maybe defect to Ukraine, um, or maybe take out Putin. I mean, yeah, I, mean I, I, I don't see how Putin gets out of this alive. I, I really, I, I mean, and even if... I, it's I, you're right. Um, it's a it's a really bad like Putin has really backed himself into a corner here, where essentially he he's either got to in the next few days come to some sort of come to his senses, accept whatever is being offered in terms of you know security that maybe they come out and say, look, Ukraine will never join NATO. We'll give you the two independent states that want that you know that want to be independent from Ukraine. You need to stay away from their border no more you know you already have crimea um you know that's got to be the end of russian aggression towards ukraine period full stop um and take it or leave it and he needs to take it if that's the offer he needs to take it he needs to end this pull his troops back try to get the russian economy back and for his sake hope that that's enough to essentially save his his reign as the Russian whatever, and then also maybe save his life, 
because if he continues to push on, I'm not. It, it just like w- once the people turn against him in Russia, like I mean, you get a full scale revolt. Now he's fighting a war on two fronts. You know, the, the thing right. that we're afraid of is you know us having to deal with China and China's you know in there stirring the pot with this a little bit. They're kind of reprimanding them on one hand, but not you know isolating them right. financially on the other hand. So. Um, but the thing that we were worried about is having to fight a war on two fronts, and if the people rise up and, and really push back and revolt against him, now he's fighting a war on two fronts. And even if he does pull back, once you completely destabilize a country like that, it's going to be hard to, to put that back together. And did you hear they're making people wear a Z on their? They're putting Zs on uh, vehicles and on people to say, "I this is my." You know, sign that I support the war or I support the the Russian government. Really? Yeah, I mean, this is like straight up some Nazi shit. Like, wow. you gotta wear. A, and what's a, funny is that what he's using this as the pretense for this whole thing is that he's eradicating Nazis right. out of the out of the Ukraine and, and stopping a genocide. It's just like weird because most people who are suffering in a genocide don't fight like their whole right. existence right. depends on it. So that's kind of an odd. <laughs> I, I wonder what's getting said in the Russian media. Oh but I think God, in, you know, you but, don't well, I wonder. Mean, I, you know, they are. They're saying this is America's fault. They're saying that, you know, they're stopping. You know, like the the, they're, they're stopping the spread of Nazis. We're being and, welcomed as liberators. And they're, they're probably being told that. Oh yeah. But, un, but unlike in 1939, people can see other shit now. I well, mean, I mean, the problem is though. You know, I mean, like they basically shut down the internet in in Russia. They. You know the, the you know the Facebook. only t- yeah like the only TV that people are getting is Russian you know uh, uh, Russian controlled state controlled television um, you know Twitter Facebook like they they jumped they got out of Russia um, so you know like if you're in Russia you can't get on Facebook or Twitter you know so Russians didn't even have to ban it unless they had already but Russia's or you know Facebook and Twitter and social media saying. Well, look, I mean, if you're not going to be honest about it and you're not going to let people have access, then we're just going to pull it all together. So, and what that means is that you can't get the people in Russia that are putting out bullshit propaganda. They can't, you know, they can't get it out, which that may have even more importance than the information coming in. Because while, you know, like if you can't spread amongst other Russians, you know, if you take away one of their avenues for propaganda, that may be more valuable than people sending information in because the Russians may not trust information coming in if it's coming from me or you or, or someone. You know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, again, all, all protesting has been deemed, you know, a criminal act. Yep. Um, very apropos of the Reichstag's fire decree in, in uh, Nazi Germany. Um, and I don't know. I just, I can't imagine what it's like to be on the streets in Moscow right now. Like, You've got to know what you're being told is bullshit. You may or may not have access to, I mean... I mean, I wonder if, if it, you know, I mean, we have a few listeners that listen to our show in Russia, um, and I wonder if they are able to hear us. You know, I yeah. mean, if they can, I mean, if you can, we would love to know Boy, if you can do it without getting yourself in trouble. Um, because, uh, you know, ho- ho- hopefully they're listening, and hopefully they're yeah. taking to heart what we're saying. I mean... We don't want this for the Russian people. We don't want this for, you know, you as a, as a person. But, you know, your leader is doing something, you know, unnecessary and, and essentially illegal on the world stage, um, you know, invading a sovereign country and, you know, killing innocent people, um, you know, for no for no reason, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I mean, he believes he has a reason, you know, to stop the spread of NATO and destabilize NATO and. And, and um, you know, like you said, whatever bullshit he's telling him about Nazis and everything else. But, um, you know, hopefully that there's some avenue for people to get information that's, that's true and valid that allows them to know that whatever they're being told on Russian state media is not accurate or true. And there were multiple surreal moments for me this week because I've been watching a lot of news and most of what I'm about to talk about came from CNN, but it's been confirmed. So apparently the Polish government offered to fly fighter jets to a uh, uh, Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany yeah. and then have Ukrainian pilots man those jets and fly them to fight against the Russians. And we talked about before about this could easily escalate into World War III, that if we as the U.S. took military action against Russians, we're pretty much lighting that fuse. Right. I don't know how that's not lighting that fuse. It is, and that's why they're not doing it. Okay, okay. But yeah, but no, 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 no. Planning. I mean, that's where everybody way, was. How do we fucking know this? 
how do the intelligence groups not say, okay, we're talking about this, but... Well, I mean, they, I mean, our guys probably said, no, you can't do that. And then the Polish were just like, well, why? Yeah, what's the right. deal? This makes total sense. It, it sounded know. so weird to me. It was almost like if, you, if you're playing tag and if you're touching home base, you're safe. But like, it just seemed like games and semantics. But, well, we didn't technically do anything. We oh, just... yeah. I mean, to, to, and, and that's the point, right? Like, you, that's why you can't do it, right? Because you can put, you can throw whatever bullshit explanation out there. But it's still, I mean, this is different than dropping off ammunition or sending, you know, tanks or whatever. I mean, now you're, you're delivering them, you you're, know, yeah. fighter jets that allow them to, you know, get into Russian airspace and everything else. Um, look, I, 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 want, I want, the Ukrainians need to win this. They have to win this. We have to figure out a way to, you know, like the international right. community has to continue to put pressure on Russia financially to get them to back down. And the Ukrainian people have to keep fighting. But we can't, like... Putin wants someone else to jump in. He wants this right. thing to spread through Europe, right? Because then he has a reason to advance forward. He takes Ukraine, and then maybe he can take, you know, pick one of the countries in the Baltics or what, ha or countries in the Baltics, whatever it may be. He wants to spread Russia west, right? And then yes. the rest of Europe, you know, NATO, you know, needs to stop spreading east. But if 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 NATO gets involved, any one of the NATO countries then you're doing you're playing directly into his hands right and then all of a sudden momentum starts to go back his direction and again you basically set off world war 3 because once you get sucked in now all the nato countries have to back you and now we're all in it and then that you know you know then china stands up out of their chair over in the east and then we've got a massive fucking problem yep and i i don't know to what degree russia and china trust each other i don't, I don't think they do but i think that China doesn't care about necessarily trusting Russia. They just are looking for, they're using Russia. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're just like, come on, come on, come on. Get them a little closer. Get them a little closer. Boom. You got them over the edge. Okay, now we can go. Right? They don't give a fuck. I don't think they really actually give a fuck about Russia or, you know, how this works out for Putin, how this impacts the rest of the world. They don't care. I mean, they're relatively independent. They don't really need the rest of the world. They just kind of want to take the whole damn thing over. Um, especially anything that's close to them. So they, they, they are looking for a reason or the ability to you know get engaged and so that's the other thing that the u.s and the rest of nato have to keep in mind like you can't you can't tip them you you, you can't jump over that line and you can't give him a reason right. right i think we went all last week without saying the name trump one time well hold on so there's another part of this right so we talk about the economic sanctions so the u.s and biden say all right no more russian oil right so everybody like now mind you conservatives, Trump supporters, the GOP, like, we got to get rid of Russian oil. We got to get rid, rid of Russian oil. That's right. what's fueling Vladimir Putin. If you're taking that oil, you support Putin. So Biden does the smart thing and says, all right, fine. Uh, we're going to cut out Russian oil. Now, here's the deal. You're going to feel the price at the pump, and I drive a truck, and I feel that price, right? Fifty cost me $50 to get a half a tank of gas. That's insane. Um, but don't worry. The Ram battery electric vehicle, 2024. Okay. I'll be on the wait list. But anyway, um, so obviously cutting out that flow of oil, we get about 8% of our uh, domestic oil. We get about, we import about 8% of our, 8% of our imports come from Russia. Right. And, um, but so cutting that out, like you need to replace it. So now like the gas prices are going up and everybody's just like, oh, Joe Biden, dude, had he not canceled that, the, you know, the XL, the Keystone pipeline. XL pipeline. Yeah then, you know, we'd be able to solve for this problem. So I just want to kind of put this all out there, right? Because I got kind of sucked into this on social media a little bit, which is a hard place to explain all this. Um, so I'm going to do it here, okay. okay? COVID hits in late 2019, early 2020, okay? Right. Whole world literally shuts down. People are in their homes, they're quarantining, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, nobody was driving anywhere, everybody's working from home, if they were working at all. Um, and so the demand for gas and oil drops down. I mean, remember, if you remember, oil was trading at minus $38 a barrel, right? Negative. Right. Um, now, it's futures and it's oil, it's yeah, a little bit different. And I think at the time we had Market Ben on and we, we should have him and we will have him back on the show to kind of talk about where we are right now um, as it relates to the market. But so... You, you, you've got COVID, which ends up uh, de depressing the demand. Right. Um, so demand drops. 
uh, the price of oil drops. And so small domestic drillers and refiners um, really end up getting crushed here, right? And the reason why um, is because, you know, once the oil, the, the cost of oil drops that low, like they have no margin anymore, right? There's, there's no profit margin, right? Because it costs a lot of money to extract oil out of the ground. It costs a lot of money to refine the oil so it could be used for petroleum or whatever. Right. Um, and once they start to lose their profit margin, especially for the smaller drillers and refiners, then they can't stay in business, right? Like, so the wells shut down, the refinery shut down, the people go out now, and also, you know, that labor, that sector, uh, that labor sector got hit hard by COVID, right? And if you think about what their life is, you know, working outside, really crappy conditions, inhaling all sorts of, all the crap that you have to inhale, taking in oil and everything else, you got a lot of respiratory issues going into it, so then they get hit with COVID, and then they, they take an actual hit um, with their actual labor force and their labor supply. Uh, so then supply or demand slowly starts to creep back up, right? Like they start lifting all these quarantines, people start going back to work, people start traveling again, international travel starts to pick up um, over the course of 2020, and then all of a sudden we're sort of back to where we were in terms of demand. The problem is though, in the US, we lost some of what can give us the supply by those smaller refineries and those smaller drillers that went out of business because the demand was so low. Right. And so now when you couple the fact of you have increased demand and demand was going up and even under Trump, people forget that the, the cost of oil was slowly the, the cost of oil, the cost of gas was slowly going up like it, it dipped for a little bit and then it was starting to go back up and then COVID happened. So it completely bottoms out. Now, Trump took credit for that, but really it was a demand issue as opposed to right. anything that he did. And OK, he takes credit for it. But again, as I said then, like the president doesn't control gas prices, right? And so now you have demand going back up and we lose our ability in our infrastructure to actually match that demand. So we're lacking on supply. So then that increases what we have to pull in from other places. Um, now listen, when Biden comes in, Biden had a lot of tough talk from the oil industry, right, for the oil industry about, you know, we're going to, you know, we're not doing any federal land and, um, you know, we want to be complete, you know, whatever, completely electric by 2030, blah, 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 all this other stuff. Um, and so, you know, the oil industry kind of took that as, well, he's not on our side. So this is not a good time to invest in this particular industry, in this particular sector. Right. Um, and so even the oil companies were reluctant to invest in uh, refineries and, and wells and things like that because they weren't sure if they really, they, I mean, they, if it was obvious that they didn't have the support of the Biden administration. Um, and if, if he were successful with his climate change agenda, then where would that leave them? And they basically would be throwing money away. So fast forward, right, into, you know, in late 2021 and 2022, we have inflation and then we have this situation with Russia invading Ukraine, and uh, which leads us to basically today where, you know, this week where we say, all right, no more Russian oil. And now we have a big problem. We were already lacking in the infrastructure and the ability to produce the oil that we needed um, previously. And now we're cutting out a major import and something that could help our own supply here. And so now the issue is, you know, people are saying, well, what about the XL pipeline, right? Had he not punted on that, then we could have solved for this problem. Well, the only issue is, like, you got to understand that what we what we use for our, our gas, right, is, is light, sweet, crude oil, right? right? The shit that was going to be coming from Canada, from Alberta, Canada, is tar sands, right, or oil sands, right? And that stuff is, it's a different type of oil. It's, you know, they have to put a shit ton of solvents in it so that it can flow through the pipes, which makes it harder to refine. It's hard to extract. Um, it leaves a heavy carbon imprint. And I'm not environmental guy. I, I got to be honest. I'm just not. I don't, I, I don't want to live next to a tar pit. I don't want to live next to an oil field. But, um, you know, like of all the other things I'm worried about, like the environment is way, way down my list. It's higher up on yours. Much higher on my list. Um, but e even with me not being a climate guy, um, you know, like when they talk about the, the, the hydrocarbon value of this stuff, like it's just, it's way worse than, you know, anything that we're pulling out of the ground here domestically or anything that we import. So when you add all that together, right, like the shit is more expensive to pull out of the ground. It's more expensive to move through the pipes and it's more expensive to refine, right? 
So if you just know the basic of, of economics, if you were to introduce that into the U.S. market, what is that going to do? The oil, the oil refineries and the oil companies are not going to eat that cost. They're going to pass that cost on to the consumer, right? If they can get that oil refined to a point where we can use it in our gas, right? We can use it in our cars, right? Then that cost of pulling it out of the ground, getting it from Canada to Oklahoma, down to the Gulf of Mexico and into all your little gas stations, that cost gets absorbed by the consumer. That therefore drives up the price of gas. So we don't use that oil here. We use a small amount of it here and then about 90% of it goes overseas, goes to China, goes to different countries that don't give a fuck about the environment. They don't care about the extra footprint. They just want cheap oil, right? And But the problem is, is that it's actually not cheap, but maybe it's cheap for them if they're not producing it, right? Well, yeah, I mean, if, they're, if, they're, if the amount of regulation and, and uh, government controls that we have here run right. those prices up, they're not going to happen. That's not going to happen in China. It's also, by the way, why we pull coal out of West Virginia and ship it to China because right. they don't mind burning coal. Exactly. So, so you Either take that all. You take that into account, right? So you have to understand that that pipeline isn't going to do anything for us. It's not going to help us with the price of gas, right? Even even if they had started it and finished it and we were pumping it out, that wasn't going to do anything to help us with our prices. And if they start it now, even if they start even if they start if if every old company was able to fill every lease that they had, right, on land, whether it's federal or private, it takes 12 to 18 months to get wells and refineries up. You're not going to see better gas prices until then. Right, like you, you need, we need something drastic to happen, and that drastic thing isn't going to be the oil companies starting new wells. Now, should they? Yeah, absolutely, they should. Right, like if you've got leases and and those, and that's the other thing too. Right, so yes, there are about nine thousand leases out there on federal land that have not been filled, that aren't being filled by the oil company, oil companies, and that's for three reasons. One, they don't have faith that the Biden administration supports them. Two, they don't have they're not sure that those leases actually have oil underneath them. Three, they don't have the infrastructure or the labor supply to actually do anything with those leases, right? So even if they had the support of the Biden administration, and even if they knew for sure that there was oil under the ground, they don't have the people, the number of people, or the infrastructure to actually start drilling, right, and getting oil and refining it. So... The whole idea that they've got these leases, like, yeah, they have them, but there's reasons why they're not using them, right? Now, so is this Biden's fault? Like, yeah, he's got a role to play in this because of how aggressive he came out against the oil industry when he was uh, elected. Right, campaigning. Right, when campaigning and elected, right? I mean, because, you know, he comes out and the first thing he does is, you know, he punts on all those federal leases right. and then okay. he goes, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so, the, so, actions are so there are actions that he took that are that have a role, but I would say they're tiny, right? 10% of this problem is Joe Biden. The big problem is it starts with COVID, um, you know, hurting all those small, you know, literally pummeling um, um, the drillers and the refiners. Uh, and then really Putin, like, I, yes, I'm blaming Vladimir Putin for the price of oil. Now, yes, gas prices were absolutely going up because demand was going up because we were really getting back into the full swing of things. Um, and we didn't have the, again, the labor supply or the infrastructure to get the oil out of the ground, to get it to people. Right. Um, and so when you look at it holistically, you can see why we are where we are in terms of gas prices. And if you're just being objective about it now, if you want to, if you just want to get out there and rail against Biden and you want to show how strong of a Trump supporter you are, or you want to throw the bullshit out there that you're an independent thinker and you're just, you know, you're, you're right. just reading the tea leaves and you did your research and, and you have all this stuff, you know, the great, the great, you're an independent, you're an independent thinker, but you know, you, you constantly go back to the great reset Right, you're not an independent thinker, right? Like you're not, you're 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 just you're just a buffoon that's out there right. spouting all your political nonsense, and you and you want a pat on the back for it, right? Like I mean, like if if you know if you're a college educated person, and you took economics 101, it's clear as day where we are, how we got here, and why we're here, right? Like there's very clear explanations as to what 
the fuck is going on? Well, I think you're overlooking the fact that Hunter Biden made deals with all these companies. Come on. I'm joking. I know. I, I, just... I, I, got, sent, I got dragged into something on social media, too, because I couldn't resist. And I was told, here's the proof. And it was this uh, website. And the website was whatever the fuck. And, um, like, every other article was about Hunter Biden. Why do we give a fuck about Hunter Biden? Right. He doesn't work in, he doesn't have a political office. He doesn't, I don't even know if he's even been in the fucking White House, right? I, I mean, like, everybody's so worried about a guy who, who can barely, a drug addict who can't hold a job, right? And I was just like, oh, well, he was in Ukraine and he was doing business. And Joe Biden, and we talked about this. We had a show right. talking about this when the whole thing went down with Trump and Zelensky in the first place, um, which, you know, again, you got to wonder what the impact of that whole situation was, you know, Trump withholding web, you know, I, did, did the, you brought that up. And the, the question that I don't have an answer to is did Ukraine ever get what we were supposed to be sending them? Um, and if they did, did they get them in a timely fashion? Uh, I would like to think so because there was a big enough gap. I mean, there were multiple years or I think it was two years between the two things. Yeah. Right. That, that the whole thing with Zelensky was about two years ago. So that should have been able to get to them. But I mean, if not, so then, that stuff moves really fucking slow. Yeah, it does. And, right. And Especially if they got to build it out or whatever. So, I mean, there, there's, uh, you hope, um, that it didn't work out that way, that, that they didn't, you know, like that they ended up not getting certain things in time, um, to be able to help defend themselves against Russia in this particular instance. Um, but yeah, so that I, I just wanted to throw that out there about the oil because I think it's important to at least get it out there. And then if people listen, don't want to uh, listen to it and they, and they just want to blame Biden and say it's a right. big conspiracy I mean, theory. You know, my whole thing with this whole Great Reset that there's this uh, uh, shadow world, new world order government that they're, they're, they're trying to do. Like, listen, if we had an elite class of people that were so good that they could reset the entire world and manipulate us into this this whatever fantasy that these people are talking about, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't actually need a great reset. <laughs> right? I'm pretty sure that they would be so good that it would just happen organically and everybody would be really, really happy about it except for a few crazies in a bunker somewhere. Um, and life would be good. It'd be great. Right, it'd be this big utopia. I mean, according to these people, right? Like these people are so good that they're manipulating the whole world. Like these people, like Poland just tried to send jets right into a th like into a war secretly, but in the wide open, right? Like right. no, we we don't have an elite class of people. Uh, are 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 just in the U.S. alone? You know, people that we thought were really smart, whether it's Alan Dershowitz or, I mean, even a Ted Cruz who graduated from Harvard, you know, magna cum right. laude and all this other stuff, have proven that they're fucking morons, right? I mean, right, left, whatever. I mean, we've had so many people who have let us down intellectually um, that it's just like the whole idea that there's this elite class that's manipulating the whole world into this giant world order in which I, and no one can actually explain what the actual end goal is, right? They're, they're going to control us. All right, control us and do what? They're going to make us dependent on them, okay? And 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 but but then what? Right? Like that's just the, their their goal yeah, is this. Yeah, I, like I don't yeah. understand. Right? Like what are we doing for them? Right? We keep them in power. Well, well okay. Power? I mean, I, I'm just, I, I I don't know, man. Like I I need something more drawn out. You know? I mean, I feel like if we're going to do it, if you're going to take over the world, you do it Cobra style from GI Joe, right? right? I mean, although G.I. Joe was never clear with what their plan was and either. It never worked out well for Cobra. It did not. Um, um, anyway. Anyway, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, by the way, you would have won the bet. Had you taken it, I did not hear anyone bring up um, the LSAT in a bar. So you would have actually won that bet if you listened last week. Anyway, um, so now we've said the name Trump a couple times, but yeah. we pretty much avoided him last week. This week we can't. I know there's people out there who think all I do is hate on Trump, which I've been very clear i do not like the man or particularly respect the man but he said some really stupid shit including we now people can say oh he was just joking all right so first of all here's what he said he said we should put chinese flags on our planes bomb russia let russia think china did it and then they'll go to war and whatever okay so the one thing he doesn't understand right is that these planes, when they fly, they have very specific signatures, Yes. right? And the Russians and the Chinese and everybody knows everybody's signature. So you can paint whatever the fuck you want on the jet. They're still going to know exactly what it is. They're going to know what type of jet it is. They're going to be able to tell everything about that jet. And they're going to know it's an American plane. So you can paint. Oh, by the way, I don't. Have you ever, have you, Jim, ever seen a fighter jet fly through the sky, by the way? Have you just sure. have you seen it? Air shows. So if you're on the ground. Right? 
with a bomb coming at you from one of these jets. You think you're going to be able to spot the flag? The flag on a fucking fighter jet flying at some absurd amount of speed weight. Like you're going to by the time you hear that bomb coming down, that jet is Gone. in another yeah. fucking time zone. Yes. Right, so the whole idea that that <laughs> Okay, anyway, I'm just yeah. and look, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even ba- I'm just saying the whole idea of camouflaging planes doesn't it's not going to get you're, you there. You're forgetting the stealth bomber, but that's something they can't see. So the payment anyway, it's a it's really dumb. If he was being serious about it, which I don't care if he is, because if you're in his position, you cannot say those things. Right. And if, if for no other reason than you are making your country look really stupid for having elected you in the first place. I mean, this is right. so I mean, and look, he can dumb. still, well, and part of the reason why it's also dumb is that, like, look, as much as we, you and I wouldn't want it, he could still be elected. Right. Right. I mean, he could run again. Or I mean, and even if he didn't run for president, he could he, he could theoretically be a senator, right? Or oh get a, or someone could appoint him to some seat. Theoretically, somebody could appoint him to uh, speaker uh, speaker of that, or or he could get appoint he could get appointed to the Supreme Court, right? I mean, it'll never happen, right? But I'm just saying, like, I mean, there's potential for him to still be in government. Um, and when you say things this reckless, it's dangerous. Um, and I don't care if it's Trump or it, it could be Bill Clinton. It could be Bill. Ma- well, no, not Bill Maher. I'm sorry. That isn't he's not government. But, you know, it, it doesn't right. matter who says it. Right. Like that's that's reckless and dangerous. And and when you have the platform that you have, you just can't make these threats. Right. Like I mean, I think he came out and he said that um, he told Putin he, he threatened Putin that he was going to go over there and, and bomb Moscow or bomb like Moscow or something like that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. I mean, and everybody and he can say, and right now his thought process is I could say whatever I want because I'm not the president. Right. And what is are they going to do? Is he really held back when he was? Right. I mean, but even still, I mean, he, he but I mean, he's just like, there's no reason for me to not say whatever the fuck I want. Right. right? Because he's like, even w- as president, he basically suffered no repercussions for shitty behavior. Right. But when he was president, he had people around him who were saying, you can't do that. Mm. He didn't, True. he didn't like it, right. but, but he had those people. He had, you know, Rex Tillerson is the first one that popped in my head. Like, I might not like Rex Tillerson as a, you know, political figure, but he at least had a good head on his shoulders and, you know, right. had enough to say, yes, you can't do that shit. Um, then there was and the... And Mattis and Kelly. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and um, now he's just an unhinged douchebag who's trying to convince the world he still hasn't lost the election and there's still people out there... Spewing that shit, um, you know, and we'll we'll get to that in a second. But you know, the last thing about Trump, you know, he, uh, well, not the last thing, but so, you know, he's got his own plane and with his name on it, right? Right, right, right. Okay. And um, and you know, he calls it Trump Trump Force One or whatever. Um, it's just a giant seven forty seven, I think, with the name Trump on it. Um, but he, um, you know, it's funny when people who talk about like. You know, Trump really cares about me. He's just like, you know, he's just right. like one of us. I'm it's like, relatable. bitch, do you have a fucking plane with your name on it that's not a paper plane? Do you have a building, like a 20-story building in, like, multiple cities with your name on it? Like, you can talk about the guy, whether how his money exists or whatever, but you don't have any of that. You do not relate to this man. He literally shits on a gold toilet. Like, what the f- right. Anyway, so his plane, his Trump plane, uh, was leaving Louisiana. No, I don't think it was his plane. I think it was a borrowed plane. Okay. He was the plane that he was on. The plane was on, yes. The plane was on, has an engine issue, and it's headed back to Palm Beach from Louisiana, has to go back to Louisiana. It lands, and immediately after it lands, he sends out an email to all his, you know, people from his from his pack. Um, and <laughs> he tells them that he's building a new Trump Force One. It's going to be this great plane, and he hasn't told anybody about it. He hasn't even told the media, and he doesn't want the corrupt liberal media to find out about the plane. Um, and, but you know, if you want to see the plane, click on this link, right? But when you click on the link, it doesn't take you to images of a plane. It takes you to his donation site to save America. I'm, sh- I'm sure that was a glitch. Donations yeah. from $5 to $2,000 accepted right here, folks. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if he's as rich as he purports, he doesn't need to be soliciting money to make his super plane. I no, disagree no. with that only because, I mean... Look, guys like him, they get rich. They want to stay rich. They want to get richer. 
I don't. I, okay, I think yeah. whether he's got the money or not. Spend someone else's money. Is yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones owns the Dallas Cowboys. He owns that giant Jerry's World Arena, and he still works in oil, right? right? Like, right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and Jerry, and think about all the things that Jerry does to constantly pull money in, right? Naming rights and all, like sure. all the shit, like all the shit that they offer inside the arena, everything else, like, I. I I don't think that that's a good argument to say that he's not as rich right. as he purports. That's I mean, I think one. what supports the fact that he's not as rich as he is is the actual numbers, right? Like, I mean, he's got so much money tied up in debt in places where if they called the debt, he would be absolutely fucked. Um, so, I mean, I think that th- that's that's right. more of the argument as opposed to he's constantly trying to grift people for money. I'm going to say, though, I am very glad that he landed safely because if Trump would have died in a plane crash... The 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 right wing would go fucking crazy oh my God. with conspiracy. I mean, you theories. could make an argument that that would actually maybe set off some sort of war here. It, you it know? would be uh, right. I mean, these I mean, these people are crazy enough to think that like if that plane would have crashed because the engine failed, Hunter Biden then, was the pilot. Yeah, just, it would have had something to do with Hunter Biden and the Clintons and you know that whole and thing. George Soros, you got to throw and, George Soros. Yes, and in they would have charged the Capitol again, or who who knows, right? Like right. they would have been completely unhinged about the whole thing, um, and he would have became a martyr. Yeah. Um, and even if they don't become unhinged, it just he would have become a martyr yeah. now. I've been saying for a while that the movement that he started doesn't need him anymore, right? He could could disappear from the face of the planet, and a lot of these people who are saying a lot of this crazy shit aren't going to slow down. They're not going to stop. All they're going to say is, I was with Trump from beginning to end, and now I'm going to carry on his legacy, right? Absolutely. It would have been a catastrophe. All right, so you brought this uh, other issue related to Trump to, well, somewhat related to Trump to to my attention. That's very related to Trump. Okay, okay. But I'll let you just explain it because so uh, so Smartmatic is uh, um, the voting machine company they or voting mach- voting machine software company that you know Fox and and other conservative groups really went after saying that uh, you know when they had Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani that they had proof of voter fraud and they were saying that Smartmatic's software allowed um, you know. Uh, uh, Votes to be switched. Votes to be switched from one person to the other, um, you know. And so Smartmatic sues, and because they also said crazy shit like, you know, it was from the Venezuelan dictator, and he used it to manipulate an right. election. And so now uh, that the Democrats were using it to manipulate an election, now there was no proof of this, right? And Sidney Powell and Rudy, Giul- Rudy Giuliani were the main main ones pushing this. So Smartmatic said, you know what? Fuck that. That's bullshit. They filed a $2.7 billion defamation lawsuit against Fox News um, and its hosts. And, um, you know, a judge recently this week said that, yeah, not only can it go forward, but there's probably evidence to prove that you had malice because you have to prove two things with the defamation case. One, that the statement that was made was false or known to be untrue and that you have to have malice, right? You have to have in, you have to Intent. do it intentionally um, knowing. Right? It's one thing to say it and not know that it's false, right? But it's a different thing to know that it's bullshit and still put it out there, right? So that's defamation. You need those two prongs. And what the judge is saying is like, we know what you were saying was bullshit, but here's the other thing, right? And he actually uses Tucker Carlson um, and Tucker Carlson's words as to substantiate it, right? And not because of, of something that Tucker Carlson did wrong. This is an instance where Tucker Carlson was actually right in the fact that Back, I think it was November 19th, on his show, he says, look, Sidney Powell is making some really, really egregious claims or strong claims uh, that there was this giant voter fraud and that uh, a, a company that runs these booths were switching votes. And if so, that's one of the worst crimes in history. And he's yeah, not right. wrong, right? But then he follows up and says, but she hasn't offered any proof. And he went as far as to try to reach out to her. And he said this on his show, that he tried to reach out to her over the course of a week and said, Sydney, you're making these very strong claims. Do you have proof? I want you to come on the show. Bring it on the show. Show what your proof is. Right? And then it gets to the point where she got angry with him, wouldn't provide the proof, and said, stop contacting me. She said that to Tucker Carlson. Sidney Powell, right, who was, a fo- who was basically the Fox News mascot and the Trump mascot during this whole thing talking about this fake election, uh, fraud thing, uh, like gets really pissed off at Tucker Carlson. Well, 
Right? When she gets called on her bullshit. I mean, nothing sucks more than being completely full of shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting called on it, and going, oh, but, um, and we'll talk about that some later, too. Like, just, when, you, when you've got no leg to stand on, and you're being exposed for that, in this case, in public. Right. And, I mean, and by someone, like, friendly to you. Right. 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 And, and, and so, and what the judge is saying is that, okay, so, so then, oh, the other thing, too, about Carlson and what he said is that, so they reached out to the Trump White House or to the Trump administration and said, hey, Sidney Powell's saying some pretty wild shit. Do you have anything to support what she's saying? And the White House said, we know of no such evidence at, to exist. We, don't, oh, we, right. we, we, the Trump administration, don't know of any evidence that proves what she's saying on our behalf, by the way, Right. So Tucker Carlson says that on his show, right? So what the judge then says is like, look, she she's refusing to come on. She's repu- refusing to substantiate what she's saying. And the White House, the administration, the people that you are saying that got screwed in this whole thing and that are also kind of pushing this whole idea out there are saying they don't know of any sort of proof that proves what you're claiming happened. I mean, it was a dog and pony show from the beginning. Right, but we, but I... I don't care about the politics. I care about the legal aspect okay. of it right now. So right now, right, you don't have any proof that the that the election was stolen. And now you know that Fox News knows that this is bullshit because one of your hosts reached out to not only the person who's making the claim and they refused to provide the evidence, but then the actual White House who's saying that is the person who got screwed in the whole thing that's being thrown out there is saying that they don't know of any sort of evidence that exists to support the claim. So now at this point in time, Tucker Carlson knows that it's bullshit, and if Tucker Carlson knows that it's bullshit and says it on a show, that means Fox News has to know that it's bullshit, and yet they did nothing to stop Hannity and the other people, Lou Dobbs and, and these other people on Fox News from pushing this idea out there that Smartmatic and you know their software helped to manipulate and, and, and you know, su- support yeah. voter fraud that stole an election from Donald Trump. Right, like so, you knew the claims were bullshit. You did nothing to stop the people. Like you either intentionally didn't stop anybody from doing it, right, or you just were so reckless with your ignorance that you allowed it to go out over the airwaves. And either way, that's malice. Now, the other aspect of it too is Smartmatic reached out to Fox and said, "Look, we're trying to stop you from from saying that we rigged this election, which we didn't. But at minimum, could you at least get the cities right?" where our technology was used. You keep saying we were used in Los, a- Los Angeles County. We, we didn't have a single machine in Los Angeles County. Can you please retract it? And the emails were never responded to, and the statements were never retracted. And the, the, the point I was going to make about if this is a legal thing is whenever they were grandstanding, when Giuliani and all those losers were grandstanding, they didn't do it in court. They did it in front of state houses and other organizations that didn't put them under oath because they knew they were going to spew bullshit, and if you do that in court, there's legal consequences. Well, yeah, I mean, now, they did take cases to court, but the cases got thrown out. I mean, the cases got thrown out before they, I mean, it's almost as soon as they got put in, right? right? I mean, they got thrown out for reasons like, I mean, you know, like, the one thing about court, like, you can't have these grammatical errors, like typos and misspellings, and there were basic, like, so you had basic grammar issues. But that's not why they got thrown out. Right, that's, uh, I mean, it can get, you can absolutely, like, grammar can absolutely get something tossed out, absolutely, right? It's, It's ridiculous and bullshit. You got, you know, sometimes it's are super sticklers about the blue book and the rules and all that other shit. But aside from that, you also had the fact that they were getting things categorically wrong, right? Remember, like, you had the one thing that they, they filed something in Michigan, but they used the county in Wisconsin or Minnesota, Minnesota or something think, like yeah. that. Um, you know, like, they were just, like, really, really making a lot of basic mistakes. Like, there's, like, how can you expect anyone to take you seriously, like, if you can't even get the basics right? The state right. Um, and so I, they just, it was a complete... Uh, dog and pony bullshit show from the get-go um and and now they're you know fox news is really up against it and if they were smart they would settle this well now the question is will smartmatic allow them to and if i were smartmatic i would say negatory right right because right, for two reasons one this you know you've been defamed if it gets settled there's always going to be some uh you know hush clause in there right and then they'll go right back to well, we can't say anything about Smartmatic because the evil 
corrupt liberal right. judges are taking that away from us. But we still think that there might be yeah. something. And I think Smartmatic is going to take it all the way through to the end uh, because, you know, Fox will appeal. Now, I doubt this makes it to the Supreme Court because I think that's, uh, that Fox gets dusted if and when this goes to trial um, and they'll appeal it. They'll lose the appeal and I don't think it'll make it to the Supreme Court. Even if it does, they, they won't take it. Um, it's just not worth it. Like, you know, as much as, as, much as uh, Clarence Thomas will want to take right. it, Right, so that he could say that no, it's fine. It's free speech. It's cool. Like the, you know, I think Roberts will just be like sit down, Clarence. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So moving moving yeah. on to, out of that whole thing with with Fox and Tucker Carlson and and Smartmatic. Um, so we had a situation here, which I think you and I see this differently, and I think it's based off our experiences. Um, so. Yeah, Ryan Coogler, who was who directed Black Panther and is directing Black Panther Two, which is coming out in November, by the way. I didn't think it was coming out this soon, but Wakanda Forever, pretty excited about it. But Ryan Coogler uh, goes into a bank in Atlanta, um, asks, you know, he's wearing his mask that's required. He's got maybe sunglasses and a hat on. Uh, he fill, he takes out a, a, a withdrawal slip, he fills it out, and then on the note, on the, he puts a note on the back that says, you know, please count it in the back. I don't want to make a scene or anything $12, right he was taking out twelve thousand dollars he's like please you know do that in the back so it's not a big deal uh you know ryan coogler's especially in atlanta is going to be a re- relatively recognizable face um you know he goes in le- leaves his friends in the car with the car running runs in the bank to get the money bank teller you know freaks out and takes his withdrawal slip then tells his manager tells her manager and then the man and then they call the police and the police come and it ends up turning into this whole you know deal now ryan coogler i guess Uh, confirmed what the story was to Variety um, and said that, you know, he talked with Bank of America, which was the bank, and that they've settled the whole ordeal uh, to his satisfaction, and he's moving on. Now, tell me your thoughts on this. So here's why I initially was defending the the bank teller. Um, And this is based on me getting bad information from a radio show that I like that's more of a comedy show. I did not know he filled out the slip. I heard that he slipped her a note that said, I want to remove money from my account. Like you said, he's wearing a mask, he's wearing sunglasses, he's wearing a hat. He's basically dressed like one of the perps in Inside Man, which is a very underrated movie. Great movie. Um, uh, Denzel and... and uh, Clive Owen. Clive Owen and... Jodie uh, Foster. The black guy. Not, oh, oh that's not the Denzel. guy whose name I can't say. Yeah, the, yeah, the guy... Michi... Yukafor? Oh, yeah, yeah, I always screw anyway. up um, Great movie. But so... My thought was, if the case was that the teller saw that and they have a protocol that says if someone comes in in what appears to be a disguise and hands you a written note, you hit the silent alarm. I don't believe that's what happened. It sounds to me like she and the manager got together and apparently took no steps to try to authenticate, and that's what's not acceptable. Right, and so, so that's where that's where like you, when you and I were initially talking about this, we're just like, oh, I can totally see how this happened. I'm just like, how? And let me tell you how. So during COVID, um, you know, I got my patio redone. I think we actually talked about it on the show. Big deal. Several times. Right. Until I was banned from bringing it up. Right, because it almost got you murdered. But um, so I got my patio done, and the guy who did it for me wanted cash. Right. Sure. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, the patio, I think the total cost was like sixty five hundred dollars. Um, and then I needed to do something else, like with a decent size of cash. I can't remember what it was, but I went in the bank and I took out like ten thousand dollars cash. Right. Um, Which is, by the way, I think the magic number that right that yeah. trigger, triggers a federal right. notification or something. Yeah, and I, actually, I think it was or I think it was like eleven thousand dollars, something like that. Okay. I was doing something else anyway. Um, so I go out and take this large sum that is relatively close to the amount that Kugler was going to take out from the bank from Bank of America. I went into a Chase bank. Um, I my main bank is Citibank, but the money that was in my Chase account, uh, I went to a Citibank or a Chase bank that I had never been to um, over there in Independence in a plaza. Um, and like I said, I don't normally bank with them. I just you know I put money in there digitally. I pulled it out of an account and put it into that one. Um, so it's a bank I'd never been to. I'd never seen the teller. I'd never even been in there before. Actually, ended up standing at a thing that I thought was like a, a kiosk, right, to okay. do a transaction, but it was like just an advertisement. And I stood there like touching it like it was a touch screen, like I was a fucking moron. So then I figure out like, oh, I needed to go around that thing and then go down a little hallway to where the tellers were, right? And there were two tellers, um, you know, kind of a narrow hallway, but I'm me, so large. Yep. 
Um, I think I, I had uh, just like a pullover or something on. I had a mask on because it was during COVID. Sure. And I, I had sunglasses on because I distinctly remember when I was looking at that screen, I couldn't figure out why the room was so dark. And I realized I forgot to take my sunglasses off, but I wasn't going to go back, put my glasses on, so fine, whatever. But I'm standing there, sunglasses, mask over my face. I fill out the withdrawal slip. I hand it to the teller. She looks at it. She says, can I see your ID? Can I see your bank card? I give her my ID, and she's like, okay, cool. Swipe your card. Or no, I swipe my card first. She has to see my ID next. And then after that, like, she goes through with the transaction. She bands the money up for me. She hands it to me, and she tells me to have a nice day. Okay, which is how it should work. Exactly how it should work. So my question for you is, if the if if the person does their job the way they're supposed to, which you're a bank teller, it's not fucking rocket science, right? You ask him for his card, you ask him for his ID. If the card and the ID match what's on your computer, I'm not exactly sure. And he's filled out a withdrawal slip. And that's that's the that's the bit bad right? information I got. You know? The information I got, and again, listening to a comedy show, was that there was a written note on the back of a bank slip, but the I think he specifically said that he hadn't filled it out yet, and that's a huge step in the. No. Hey, here's a. Hey, no, they said they, in the story, in no. the variety, okay. said he had filled it out and okay. then flipped it over and put then, a note yeah, on the back. Then, and it's perfectly reasonable, reasonable for them to say twelve thousand dollars. We've got to you know make sure this is all right. But the sure. idea that you're calling the police and bringing Look, them I, in, and, and I the want guy. you I, listen. What I want you to do is ask me for my ID yeah. and ask me for my bank card to verify it. I right. want you to right. do that sure. because I want to make sure that my money is safe. Right. Right. Like I don't think it's racist if you ask me for my ID and my bank card. It's kind of like if you're not asking anybody else and you only ask me. Okay. Right. But you're uh, not taking out five but, figures without showing some ID. Right. But I'm also glad that you did it and that not anybody right. can just walk up and take twelve thousand dollars out of my account. Right. Right. And that's the part where it doesn't make any sense that that happened. There's no reason in 2022, right, that you should have this sort of mix up. It just I, should. I agree. I agree. Now, I like I said, I was going even, off because even if he did just write it on the back of a slip, it's just like, all right, well, do you have a bank card? Do you have an account with us? Do you have an ID? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And, and it wasn't a silent alarm situation either, right? They right. they called nine one one. Yes. And now let me say let me say this to really push it over the edge. If they believed he was trying to rob the bank, that's where I'm getting sympathetic because it's a crazy world. And like I said, if it's been a silent alarm situation where you're knee jerk reacting and maybe even following protocol with, if someone comes in in disguise, whatever. That was not the case. So my... But my, the, the whole thing about him wearing a mask... They, yeah, listen, and now mind you, when this whole thing... Do you remember when this whole thing started? I said, man, the, the weird thing about this, right? You know, as a large black man, me walking around, especially the mask that I could just pull up over my face... Right, like so, okay. I, like I, I said, it was a, my first situation, sort of wearing a mask. I got one of the neck gaiters or whatever, and I was walking into a bank again. And I walked in, I pulled a mask over my face, and I walked into the bank and just strolled right past the security guard, and he didn't even bat an eye. And I was like, "This is a weird time that we're living in, <laughs> right? Where that can happen, and that dude's not, you know, right. shaking a revolver at me, telling me to get on the ground because he's afraid I'm going to rob the place, right? Right. So the idea that people are freaking out that there's a black guy in a mask in a bank. I'm sorry, like, so I, I don't buy it. Mask, sunglasses. No, so, Jim. So, it's, so are, no, are, because are, how many people have you seen walking around with that very thing every day, going into stores, going into no, different right. places you're all right. the time? That's, th that's a bullshit excuse, right? To say, like, if you're that fucking scared of someone in a mask and glasses in 2022, after we went two years of being locked away and everybody had to have a gallon of san hand sanitizer and a mask over their face, then nah, I don't know if a bank teller is a job for you. Right. No, no, I heard the bank teller was black. I don't care. And I got it from the same people that told me it was a slip, so I really can't. Right. I can't mean, like that, that. I mean, like those uh, are things that don't really it matter. Should have, right? it, it should have never escalated to the point where the police felt the need to cuff him and put him on the ground. I think that's right. even if the police show up and say, "Sir, you have an ID," and he says, "Right here, yes," and whatever. It, it, that part should have never escalated, and it is definitely an avoidable event. I don't know what uh, Ryan Coogler said or was said to him by Bank of America. Um, maybe it was, we'll figure out the 12 grand to check out if you just uh, don't make us look like assholes. <laughs> or just and like, you know what, we're going to make sure you get that 12 grand and then we're going to make sure that you get another $120,000. Yeah, right. just, just Not that he needs it, but right, still. Right, exactly. All right, um, we're going to run over if we don't get careful. So I want to really talk about Brittany Griner because yeah. I am very concerned yeah. about her. Yeah. So if you don't know, she was arrested uh, in an airport in Russia because dogs smelled... Drug dogs sniffed her bag, and they found uh, 
hashish oil cartridges. If you're, all right, you're giving me that look, and I agree with you because yeah. here, here, here's so I didn't know this until this happened, but Brittany Griner and a bunch of other NBA, WNBA players play in this league in Russia in the yeah. off season because it pays pretty well. Yeah, Diana Taurasi plays there too. She yeah, has appara- apparently a lot. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, it's the one thing that sucks about the WNBA or sucks for the women in the WNBA is that they make more, a lot more money in Europe, playing in Europe than they do in the USA. They play in the USA really more to try to build that league up. So eventually they don't, you know, future generations don't have to go to Europe to play. But, you know, they go over there to play because they make money. And and men have done it too, but like, you don't get nearly as many men, like hardly any men in the NBA do it. And if you do it in the. trying to get into the NBA. Yeah, exactly. It's not like. You know, I mean, like, Diana Taurasi is is basically the LeBron of of the WNBA. And the fact that she's going over and playing in Europe is insane. But a lot of them do that. Um, They do it for money. And Brittany Griner's been doing it for a while now. Um, and this story reeks of bullshit. Like I, I, you know, people are like, "Well, she was in Russia. She should have known." Like I don't buy for a second that she had a thing in her bag. I do not buy it. I think it's bullshit. I think they either planted it there, or it was never there, and they just said, "Hey, here's some cartridges that we found somewhere else, and those are yours." See, I, I, I would disagree with that. I, if I'm putting the pieces together, she was trying to get out of Russia because. Of, well, she knew what was coming. Yeah, we knew what was coming, and all of the WNBA girls were trying to get out of Russia. Yeah. And I can see me. If I'm getting out of someplace, I might grab my weed pen and throw it in my, in my bag because I'm leaving town with it. I, I, just, I, I can see myself doing that. I, I find it hard. Like I'm going to be doing it in two weeks. Let's put it that way. So but, I, yeah, no, but... Technically, but, we don't even have to, because... No. <laughs> I mean, we're going, we're going we're to like Harold and Kumar were bringing weed on a plane to go to a place that has legal weed, but whatever. It's but, che- but, the shit will bring us cheaper and just as good, so it doesn't matter. But, it, I mean, in addition to being an American, in addition to being a woman, in addition to being black, she's also gay. Yes. And Russia is notoriously hard on... Anti-all um, yeah, those yes. things. So, I mean... I have this dumb idea about how could you sneak her out? Like, how do you sneak a six foot nine black woman out of Russia? Not you don't. easily. <laughs> you don't. Um, like, I, look, I just, I don't believe that it was hers. I don't believe it was in her bag. Considering how tense things were, um, I just find it very hard to believe that she would take that level of risk. And considering that there are other people, other, you know, like, it's not just her, it's not like she was there by herself, right? Like, I just, I don't well, buy it and, for a second. I'm and, sorry, I don't. I, I, well, that's fine. I mean, I, well, the problem is that there's the level of due process that she's going to get. She's not for, going for, to get for, due process. Say, for as bad as the legal system is in the U.S., they're going to listen. This she they're going to imprison her for some term of years. I have zero faith that we're going to be able to do anything to get her out. We're not in a position to do it diplomatically, um, considering what we're doing to them from a sanction standpoint. They're going to use that as leverage, and we're going to be like, we're not lifting the sanctions for Brittany Griner. And Brittany Griner is going to, I think she's going to go to prison for an extended period of time unless unless somehow she can become a bargaining chip that possibly right. ends we, all this. We have some right. spy I mean, or whatever. You know, I, I, and, and I don't, I mean, who No, I mean, it would be he fucking amazing if Brittany Griner is the reason that this whole thing stopped. But, I, I mean, I like, and but, good for her, but, but I just... Genu- I am genuinely scared. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm terrified that they're going to lock her away and throw her in a sub- Siberian prison for five or ten years. I mean, because that's the sort of thing that she's looking at. Yep. Um, you know, for I mean, and it's and it's bullshit, right? I mean, aside from the fact that okay, it's fucking hashish oil, but you, I, anyway, okay, I, yeah. I just I, I'm I'm worried. I, I do know that there's a few um, uh, members of Congress that have like her, her, the woman that represents her district in Texas um, is trying to do stuff, but I don't know what power they have. I mean, I don't get her to get her to the embassy somehow. And then they can't, how are they going to get to her? I know, I know. How are they going to get to her? I know. And again, she's a six foot nine black woman in Russia. It's not like you can right. put on a hat and pair of sunglasses. You can't even. I mean, shit. I don't know if they got a car big enough to stuff her in her trunk. You know what I mean? Like to hide her. Um, um, I, I just. Yeah. I, mean, I feel bad. I, I. I mean, you know. I mean, she's she's done some dumb things. Um, you know. I mean, I know she had like a domestic violence issue with her girlfriend, and um, you know, she's said a few stupid things, but I don't have any ill will towards her. Um, and I want her to come home. And yeah. this, this scares me because I, I fear that she, she won't be home anytime soon. I share that fear. All right, man, we should wrap up. We, one we, thing, yeah, we, we got to talk this we one do, yes, thing. We We're going to talk Jesse. Jesse Smollett. 
Yes. Uh, okay, so Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days, five no, months in prison. No, that's not a character from uh, True Blood. Okay. <laughs> um, 150 days in jail, Cook County Jail in, in Chicago, plus um, fines and retro, resti, re, restitution in the amount of $155,000 and um, 30 months probation. He then finished up with his speech at the after he was sentenced, maintaining his innocence and saying that... Um, He's not suicidal, so if something happens to him in prison because he's a member of two oppressed groups... Okay, um, Jesse, no one cares. Shut up. Dude, I'm so done with this guy, right? I mean, I told you from day one this was bullshit. I told you from day one this was bullshit. Um, I've got no empathy for him. I don't want to hear the racist system. I don't want to hear he put himself in this situation 100%. Exploiting 100, the rate, right, rate. exploiting the system. He put himself in this situation. I got no empathy for him. He's going to do 150 days in a place that I've been in. I've been in that. I've been locked down in Cook County Prison because two jackasses escaped out of the laundry, and I got locked in a room with a fucking uh, 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 accused murderer. Right, like so. Don't come to me with any bullshit. Right, I don't give a fuck. Jesse, do your time. Go away. I'm I'm 100% with you in that I have no empathy because you did this to yourself. 100%. Now, now the fact that he comes out and says, tries to maintain his innocence. Fuck out of here. Does that probably hurt him getting sentenced? Because what I've got to wonder is, what did he turn down? He already got sentenced. Well, okay, by then he's sentenced. But by his maintaining his innocence, I guess it doesn't matter at that point because he was on trial. The extra point is, I wonder what he was offered as a deal to plead guilty that he turned down. Oh, I because I, I don't. No one would. But. I mean, they probably are, they probably said thirty days in jail, and I mean, because it's a, it's a minor, it's a yeah. small charge, right? I mean, they're making a big deal out of it. I mean, the charges aren't that big of a deal. He's only doing, you know, three or four months in jail, or what five, is it? Five, five months. Yeah, I mean, so like, which is a long time, and you know, one night in jail is is you know one night too many for most people. Um, but I mean, he listen, he he he's he's paying the trial tax for you know, like you you were an idiot to start with this whole thing. Um, and then, you know, like the fact that you decided to just fight it, you know, I mean, because you were so dug in, I mean, like you, like, I mean, he's, he, Jesse, Putin is Jesse Smollett, right? <laughs> Putin did some shit that he can't, he, now he can't retract, right? And so like, back around to this. now he has backed himself into this corner and Jesse Smollett has backed himself into jail for five months. Um, yeah. is what it is, yeah. bro. Yeah. Again, and just, we covered that story from day one. We now have... Resolution, we could hopefully never say Jesse Smollett on the show again. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Hopefully he turns his life around and, you know, gets right. blah, 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 all that shit, right. but I don't care. We are <laughs> at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for listening. We are done.